There we are. What's going on, man? How's it going? Thanks for thanks for waiting for me. Oh my god, dude! I I got out. You know how much how important exercise is. I just I got out late today. Had to get in a quick something. You know. I feel you, dude. It's late over there. I'm gonna go work out after. After we're done talking. How's the day? It's good, man. Very productive. Um, did about ten thousand five hundred today. Ten thousand five hundred what? Dollars in Produce? production. Yeah, that's what I did. So it was solid. And yesterday, my oral surgeon he did two all on fours. And, I saw uh, that. Yeah, dude, it was sick. It was sick. And then you put the restorations on. No, we have a lab that comes out from Arizona. So basically, uh, these people kind of seek me to do all on fours uh, for whatever reason. They see my ads, word of mouth, things like that. And I'm really good at um, basically, first of all, like I hype up my my surgeons really well because they are really good. My periodontist who does them, my oral surgeon who does them, they're really, really good at what they do. And um, so I hype them up and I'm basically explaining to the patient why it is that they should be investing in something like this if mm. if it is something that we can feasibly do for them. And um, we end up scheduling them. A lab comes out from Arizona. They do the temporary. My surgeon does the surgery that day and then I'll restore it four or five, six months down the road whenever uh, those implants are integrated. And uh, yeah, so we got two of them completed yesterday and beginning of the year next year, I'll restore them. Good stuff. That's exciting. How's your weekend? It's, it's been, it's been pretty, pretty busy. Pretty Some busy days. We, um, we have three OR cases tomorrow that were like worked up on uh, an on case. Just, it's been, it's been, it, it's tough because I cover during the day in my rotation right now, I, I cover the dental school clinic with a chief there, but then I'm also covering one of the hospitals, like the private hospital. I have to hold a pager on my hip all day long. Yeah. And I got to cover anything that comes into that hospital, something did and going to the lower tomorrow, but um, I'm covering two, and there's another chief covering that hospital, but for whatever reason, I got to do like all the, yeah, it's um kind of a nightmare, but very exhausting. And therefore, like the, the utmost importance of exercise is crucial. It's, it's not about adding muscle or like, it's, it's literally yeah. just turning the mind off a little bit. Let's just get some reps in, you know, get some sweat, get, get a sweat going, sweat at all the BS from the day. You, you know how it goes. It's so important. Yeah. I was, I was literally listening to, uh, I don't know if you heard of uh, the podcast Diary of a CEO. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I was listening to an episode of that uh, with somebody. I forget what her name is, but she was a guest and she's like a neuroscientist and uh, she's like dubbed the stress doctor. And I'm like in my car on the way back listening. And she's talking about like you can literally like the benefits of working out, like you can literally stress. You can sweat out your cortisol. So like whatever BS you had in your day, like you can actually fucking sweat that shit out. So I didn't I mean, know that. Yeah, so you're you're like right on the money with that. I did not know that. I just like a year ago, I went to Key West, kind of like a family trip, and I was. They were like, "All right, so what are we gonna? You know, we got there in late in the afternoon. It's like, what are we gonna do? First thing I was, I gotta get a sweat out. I gotta sweat the BS of New York out. So it's it's funny because that really hits the point. I got a question for you. Who who do you prefer working with, 
the periodontist or the oral surgeon for cases, on fours, et cetera? Um, and you don't butter me surgeon. up. You could be, what was it? My, my oral surgeon. Really? Why is that? Um, a couple different reasons. Like this was a program that I'm like trying to build up in my office. And now we're, we're getting it to the point where it's pretty consistent. Like, I mean, we did two this month. Um, and we did a couple more probably within the last six months, but prior to, prior to that, like the whole year and a half that I owned the office, we had never done one. So really this year, like he kind of bought into my vision and obviously the cost of the all on four is, is expensive. Right. And he's very flexible with price. I'm like, trust me, we got to get a couple reps in, mm. uh, let's start them out at $20,000 in arch and let's work our way up based off how we see things are going, how we can tweak the marketing and periodically we're going to add, okay, an extra thousand, extra 2000. So now we're at the point where we're doing it of like $23,000. Right. Mm. So, um, and working it up to probably 25 to 27 and my periodontist, quite honestly, doesn't budge with pricing like he's like i want to do it i want it to start at like twenty five thousand dollars right why i mean he's been doing it for so long there's no reason for him what to, about the old surgeon to... he is 2019 is when he came out of school okay okay yeah, what, or... uh, what program uh ucsf okay okay so yeah 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 west coast got it yeah so he does a lot um I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head how many he does a month, but um, because he's only at my office once a month, but he's doing them fairly often. Right. But we're trying to create a program where every time you come to my office, I want it to be that you're going to do at least one arch for an all on four, which is huge. Right. Yeah. And so he's flexible with that. And then at the same time, it's just, I mean, this dude's UCSF trained, like, let's be fucking real. Like the first all on four we did, this dude is just like, uh, the patient has all these health complications. Like he could literally just, just fucking drop dead how bad his, his health is. Mm. And, um, at the end of the day, you want to be able to rely on somebody like that. Like Perio is great. Like they can probably place great implants and do, uh, an amazing job. Uh, but it's the patient management for those very, very uh, medically complex patients. Like, I'm not worried about it, right? right? And most of these people who come in needing an all-on four, I'm going to say about 60% of them have very complex medical issues. Like, you don't get to the point where you lost all your teeth because all you have is hypertension right? Very controlled hypertension. Like you got to this point because somewhere along the line, a train wreck with your health happened. And quite honestly, it's very difficult to deal with those types of things. Yeah. Yeah. So those, those types of things are, are the two biggest, biggest dynamics. And um, I mean, I have no problem with my periodontist doing it, but my OS and I, we, because the periodontist has been working for so long, right? And him and I, we have a good relationship, but the oral surgeon and I, we kind of really built the program together. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And he really kind of bought in and trusted me with the marketing that I'm doing uh, to get patients to come in. And um, we've kind of become a center as well for uh, wisdom teeth. Like people who aren't even patients of mine will come in and, and get hit their wisdom teeth taken out with the oral surgeon because of the marketing that we do. Interesting. So he bought in. He's like, dude, I trust you. Let's just fucking see what happens. And um, but at the same time, he had nothing to lose as well, because when I bought the office, I mean, they were probably doing eight to twelve thousand dollars on the day that he would come in. Right. Mm -hmm. Which yeah, it's really a lot for for OS. And he's like, fuck it. Let's just see. Let's just see what we can do. And now we're at the point where we're consistently over twenty thousand dollars. Uh, tracking anywhere between twenty four to thirty thousand dollar days these past couple months now. That's pretty good. And then, so that's what you're charging, right? What are you? What do you know? You're well, like what? What does the oral surgeon make, for example, off of the day yesterday? So he'll bring home about forty five percent. Okay. Okay, that's pretty good. It's a good percentage. Yeah. So um, it's wait of, of his share. What happened? Of, of his share. So we split every, cause he does the work out of my office. Right. So we split everything in half, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 45, 55. And um, he works under a group, right. So that the owner of the group will take home 5% of what it is that, that he produced. So he basically his take home is like 40%. Mm. The owner, that group is 5% and then I'm like 55. Interesting. Huh? And then what about the overhead of the whole operation? I mean, dude, you know how much OS costs. Like a lot of the stuff is, is, is not really, you don't have that much reusables uh, that you have to use, right? It's a lot of stuff that you can use over and over and over again, right? Like wisdom teeth, like, what are what is really the cost other than sedation costs yeah. and and sutures everything else you're just using the same equipment over and over again elevators um things like that right right, right. and so i mean we split the cost for those types of things that we need to that we need to order but at the end of the day like i mean bone graft material things like that so you're doing high dollar value stuff. And obviously a specialist gets paid a lot. So like if I'm doing a bone graft, I can't charge as much as a specialist, but we pay the same amount for the bone graft material that we have to buy. Right. 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 So if he's right. get 250 or 300 just for the bone graft and then for the membrane an extra $200 than a GP would, but we're both paying the same amount. Like you can see where it quickly adds up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Implants. That's a huge one because they're, they're charging anywhere between 18 to $2,200 an implant. Um, but we pay a hundred bucks for an implant. Right. 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 And their margins is 500, $600 higher than mine. Mm. So yeah, it quickly adds up, but I mean, the one that's making the most is the owner of the group. Cause he's got like five OS four or five OS that just kind of shuttle around the Vegas area uh, every single day. And then he's got his private practice. So whatever it is that he's yeah. raking in, 
uh, a month. And then obviously what he's pulling in that 5% from every single doctor every day. So, right. Yeah. Hmm. This is interesting. I'm trying to see, I'm always trying to picture how it kind of pans out too. Gosh, oh, dude, man. these these specialty group practices are absolutely insane for endo, for perio. I mean, you'll have a group of like 10, 10 doctors working under an owner, working under uh, two partners, right? And these partners will probably bring in 5% off of like each doctor every single day. And if these these doctors are producing 30, 40, 50,000 dollars days, like you can imagine what the group is, what the owner of the group is bringing in right. from right. 10 doctors a day on top of whatever it is that they're doing. Right, right. You're familiar with Bloody Tooth Guy, right? Yeah. He just started it. Well, I mean, they, they've been starting it for like two or three years, but they just did the full announcement over the last weekend that they formed their own DSO. So I see how that's working. He's doing that. So he's taking a share, a cut of all those oh, 13 certain. I see how it works. Mm. Exactly. And what they're probably going to do is contract with an Aspen, with the PDS. And those are going to be the only ones that they're going to work with. Like there's, and then maybe some private practices like here and there, uh, but they're going to be contracted with the big DSOs because that's consistent volume that they can expect. And a terrible day is going to be like $10,000, right? Mm -hmm. And those don't happen that often. You can kind of bank on at least a $20,000 day. Uh, and that's pretty good to bank on that. And obviously, you're going to have those days based off like the office, based off the uh, oral surgeon and the GP that's that's there, cranking out $30,000, $40,000 days, right? Right. That's huge. That is huge. Hmm. That's quite interesting. Do you see yourself in the future becoming a starting your own group kind of like that? Nah. Why not? Dude, the healthcare industry is fucked. And I think the regulation is just becoming just way too intense now that like, breaking out i mean dude the bloody tooth guy like he's a fucking legend yeah like yeah. everyone's known this guy forever he just has to say i'm gonna do it and you got a bunch of doctors coming in and they're like i want to work for you i want to work for you you're gonna have all these like gps or whoever it is that he's uh doing surgeries for be like yeah like i'm down i'll refer to you like we'll we'll make it work we're we're gonna send all of our patients to you Right. Mm -hmm. But it's becoming more and more difficult. Like you have to have some sort of staying power. Like, how are you going to break break into it? And then you have the aspect of like all the the medical nonsense of of the healthcare industry with insurance and laws and rules and regulations. Like it's not like opening up a car wash yeah, and just pumping cars through that because you're dealing with people's bodies. Right. Like there's no other industry like you can destroy someone's car if you are are a tire center or some type of body shop right but the repercussions of that versus destroying someone's body is very very different right like the lawsuits that'll come out from something like that just because accidents happen from from time to time right and 
I don't think I want to necessarily deal with that headache. Hmm. I, I think there's other ways to make money and I'm doing that and exploring that. And, um, I just don't, I, I, I don't know, maybe things will change, but it's, uh, there's a lot of headaches. Hmm. I think what about I think you? You see, it could be it could be that direction, but through the marketing and the financial advice that you're giving through, I mean, the program that you're starting also. Yeah, hey, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you got to see where the road goes. Yeah, that would that would be interesting. I want you. To, have you looked into dental implant machine yet? Dental implant machine. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? It's actually not a machine that places implants. It's a marketing group that uses Facebook, the geographic marketing. I think we we touched on this a little bit, but I feel like you're doing something like that. I... I'm trying to, right? It's um, I don't know how effective these other groups are at bringing it's patients. It's, it's effective. effective. It's big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very effective. Like, the machine, they they primarily focus on Facebook marketing. Yeah. Very effective. Yeah. They're they're these groups. They're dude, they're making a living doing it for doctors, yeah. for dentists, for lawyers. Their whole living. They're giving up whatever they're, they're making their side job. They're figuring out just exactly what you did. But they, you know, they have a background in marketing and then boom, they do it for a couple of dentists. All of a sudden it's full time. The dentists sign on their friends. Um, this guy, Nick Paps, I was talking to that guy about it. Um, I really want to implement what they're doing and what you're doing into like a full thing. And we'll get there. We'll get there. I, I, I get yeah. a residency, man. It's, it's really, <laughs> I was fertile land coming into this place and I'm going out dry as the desert. <laughs> really dude. It, we get beat down. We get beat down. Uh, I mean, those, those groups, they're like, they're very interesting because they're good at what they do, but like they if you're not willing to spend a lot of money with them, you're not going to get a lot out right? because they're not going to focus on you, which is kind of the bullshit part, right? Like they're, it's not automated. Like they, like these groups, these marketing groups act like the things that they're doing are, it's really not automated. They have to do a lot of work. And if you're not going to pay what they recommend, you're going to be kind of at the bottom of the barrel and they're going to turn on their like automation and you just kind of get a lot of BS stuff thrown at you. Right. But if you're willing to spend like $10,000 a month on marketing, then you're going to start to see those returns potentially. Right. But it's a lot. It's a, of course it's, you get what you pay for essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Let's actually, let's go into that. We were going to talk about financials, weren't we? Yeah. Where did you want to start? Actually, I know where to start. Just last, I think it was last two, last Wednesday. It was last Wednesday. I just got a, off a call with a guy from Northwestern Mutual. And uh, I've been kind of talking with, I've been talking to a lot of practice owners, with recruiters, with um, even down to these financial people. That everyone reaches out to LinkedIn, which I've noticed. Very underrated. Yeah. LinkedIn is very underrated. Recruiters and, and practices looking for new surgeons to come in dentists. And then the financial advisors getting a lot of them to hit up, hitting me up through there. So we went over there. They're very big into, I really like it. They kind of take your financials and kind of do a whole lot, whatever, but they're all big on the Roth IRA, IRA, the 403B. 
And these are good, right? Like one's pre-tax, one's post-tax. But I wanted to hear your take because I'm also, the thing I brought up with him too is like, you look at inflation, you look at where all the money is going, you look at what's going on right now. And no matter how much you put in that 403B, it's going to be something to take out. There's not going to be enough. I don't care what age you retire at. There's not going to be enough left in that thing left for the rest of your life with this inflation rate. So like that's kind of, and I mean, we talk about this all the time with Bitcoin and, and, and stuff. I mean, I feel like you got, you have to have a balance between crypto as well as traditional currencies, but what's your take on, on where this, like, do you have both? No, I completely took everything out of the stock market. Um, I guess with my company, I still have a little bit of money in my 401k with them, but I don't contribute anything to that. I'm curious to see once this Bitcoin spot ETF gets approved and then everybody can start offering it, how that process works, uh, because I could potentially include it in my 401k. Mm. If that's the case, then I may contribute my 401k and put it only in bitcoin like i'm not going to put it into into anything else yeah. just so my company can can kind of match right um but like my thing is i've found the thing you know i'm, yeah. I'm so confident and when i put my mind on something and i know i'm like a hundred percent right like this is it whatever it is that i do in my life i don't care man I'm going to push through it. I'm going to ignore the noise because I've done my research. I've, I've put in the hours to learn about something. And you you look like a fool for the longest time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, And then you kind of sometimes think to yourself, man, am I wrong? Am I crazy? Like, what's, what's going on? And um, then you start to see the fruits of your labor start to trickle, right? And you're like, damn, okay, maybe the craziness for the past two years is starting to prove that I was correct. Right. And that's kind of right. how my thing was with crypto. Like I found it and I'm like, dude, this is the money. This, this is it. Like there is no other investment vehicle that is better than this. Right. Unless there's some truly revolutionary company that comes out, it's not going to be Apple. Like they're, they've already like exploded so high. Uh, but you have something like Tesla really start to explode right so something that is like a tesla but is now kind of starting off up from the ground up right but cryptocurrency that's been the thing right and then people think i'm crazy and then we see what happens uh during during all these cycles of it exploding to twenty thousand, and then the cycle afterwards it explodes to sixty nine thousand. and i'm yeah. like why the why the hell am i gonna like put my money in anything else like this is so predictable at this point in time. Like everything that I've researched and learned about it has been proven time and time again. And then you obviously learn things that you didn't know before uh, during each cycle as well. So I'm like, well, why am I going to put my money in anything else? Like it's just burning money at that yeah. point. Like yeah. real estate's stupid to me. Like I don't think that's a good investment. I don't think buying gold's a good investment. I don't think like buying Apple or Tesla is a good investment because I see the returns and I, I like to manage money and learn about these types of things. Hmm. And I think that's ultimately what separates people from being successful. You can be successful in stocks or, or gold or crypto or real estate, 
but you have to take the time to learn about it. And if you don't, then it's, you're just kind of throwing money at the wall. Right. Right. I I, read that, uh, the book by BitBoy, BitBoy, uh, crypto. Yeah. I bought, I haven't gotten, I didn't want to read like anything, but, um, (laughs) I got it. Actually what it is, I left it. You got your parents to get some Bitcoin. That was fantastic. When you said that I left the, the book on my dad's like dinner area thing. (laughs) <laughs> hoping he would read it <laughs> oh dude it it was insane it's like i mean i remember my parents that came out to visit in vegas um kind of like right when everything was like on its way up to like peak kind of right before peak and um like i'm just talking to my parents and they're like oh i don't know about this because they're just old and and kind of just set in their ways and i'm like dude and I show them like my my account and I show them like just my Coinbase account. I didn't show them like my other ones and it had like a couple hundred thousand dollars in it. And I'm like, this is what I have in this. There are multiple accounts that have values similar to this. Like, yeah. do you think I got lucky? <laughs> like I, this is what I do aside mm. from dentistry. And uh, they're like, all right, fine. And I think they kind of needed to see something like that. And uh, my mom working with doctors because she works in a hospital, working with with people who do make a lot of money. And they're talking about, oh, I'm going to put my money in crypto and this and that. And I'm buying this and that. I think seeing that in my account kind of triggered in her like, all right, well, this is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is real. Now, did you only get them into Bitcoin or did you also get them into like some of the other recommendations that you make? But like I told them, I'm like, look, if you just want to buy anything and you don't want me to like do any research um, and you don't want to do any research, uh, just buy Bitcoin, buy Ethereum and understand it's going to go up and down, like just like anything else that you buy. Mm. Uh, But if you're trying to get risky or something like that, like go ahead and ask me and um, be prepared to lose all your money in that because that's just how I, I tell people if they want advice from me is I'm perfectly okay with losing everything that I put in, in, in something. Right. right, right. Like I'm devastated if I lost everything in Bitcoin, I'd be like, Whoa, I did not see that coming. Right. But yeah. like, also I'm like, I'm my appetite for risk is very high. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we're pretty safe. I, I really do think we're safe at this point. And I know most don't think that way, which is usually when you know you're right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, oh, so what was the next topic we were going to we were going to get into? What's your take? So you don't have anything in, in a 401k? Um, well, I don't contribute. I have literally $12,000 that like I turned off two years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. I actually took out when I had to buy my office, right? I'm like, damn, because they're looking at my assets and everything. And they're like, you, you got like no assets. You got like no money because everything was looking at that. Your office? Currency. Yeah. When I bought my office, right? The bank and, and the loan that I had to get, they're like, well, you got no money because it's all in crypto, right? So like, it's a legacy system. They're like, we we can't technically like use that. Like, yes, we see that there's, there's a dollar value, but you have to like, uh, your down payment's going to be higher unless you can like liquidate some of it. And I'm like, I will pay the higher. I'm not going to liquidate 
my crypto for this, right? Like, because I, I see where we are right now and I think we're going to have a pump. So what I actually ended up doing was I took out a loan against my my 401k, um, which was like $12,000 at the time. I took out a loan, dumped it into crypto and that dude, it, yeah, it's crazy. And that $12,000 turned into like close to $44,000 or something like that in literally like a month because I, I had this very strong feeling like we're going to have a pump and it's going to be these specific things dumped it in and we're at like $44,000. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. So that was, uh, but that was before you bought the, the, the practice. That was before I bought the practice. That was to like get funds for the practice, right? Like I had money set aside and things like that, that I needed to. And then obviously you get the the bank loan. Uh, but I'm like, dude, like I'm going to take a loan out against 401k because why not? Like hmm. I, I'm just, I just have that much conviction in crypto. <laughs> so, so some people call it gambling. Yeah. It, how's that work? So this, this is your practice. This is, it's a, because it, Pacific mean, Dental Services, Pacific Dental Service, but then you bought it's your building, kind of right, like it's it's in a strip mall, okay, right? So, like, we pay, we pay rent, okay. I'm still learning how this stuff, I know a lot of places have Pacific Dental, that's that is a DSL, right. It is, yeah. But this is your office within the DSO. So I, it's like McDonald's. Like if you really want to look at it, it's like McDonald's. How you have franchisees, they own a percentage, uh, and then McDonald's owns a percentage. And then uh, I believe every McDonald's owns the land. And we're pretty much at that point where almost yeah. all of our offices, we own the land. And so we have these opportunities through the, the business to also invest in in real estate as well like we get these emails periodically when they're looking for for land uh do you guys want to invest and then kind of like how mcdonald's makes money off their real estate we do the same so we'll have our office we'll have a i don't know dry cleaners a cell phone store whatever right and so uh as a part of that strip mall as well you you your group owns the mall, the mall? not mine because mine is so old, my office is like 15 years old, right? So the person that owns the land is like, there. I mean, you probably saw something like a week or two weeks ago that said, um, he's on Twitter, he's like the strip mall guy, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's his like Twitter handle or whatever. And he just basically <laughs> owns a bunch of strip malls. And he came out with a list of the best tenants. And you know what was number one? Was Dennis. Really? Yep, Dennis, number one. At number two, I don't know. I didn't even care what it was. I think it was like some BS, like Pilates or something. But like Pilot, the num the difference between number one and number two is so like such a huge difference. Huh. Right. And then the list had like a thousand different things on it. But dentistry, dental offices were number one. So obviously the guy that owns the strip mall is like, Yeah, I'm not selling the land because there's a, a dental office here. Like yeah, like I'm brain dead. This is consistent income because it is a dentist. Like if this was, 
I don't know, a Chipotle, not a Chipotle, like a freaking small taco shop or like cell phone shop or whatever. And I come in and I'm like, oh, I want to buy it so I can open this. And they're kind of like, eh, like tough times or they're considered selling. They'll probably sell. But if a dental office comes in, they're going to really try to jack up the price for that land because they know like, well, there's a dental office, right? So it's going to be too expensive where you're like, you know, it's not worth it for us to buy it. Or they're like, you know what? We don't even want to sell. We'll rent to you. Uh, we can have very favorable rates because uh, we know you as a tenant is going to be here for a very long period of time. We're not worried about you filing for bankruptcy unless some COVID situation happens or some ridiculous black swan event like that. Mm. Uh, so everybody wants consistent passive income, right? They don't want to have to worry about like, Oh man, this ice cream shop closed down. Like, who am I going to fill it with? Right? <laughs> like mm. a dental office, like dude, they, they don't close down unless like the owner dies or retires and yeah and you get yeah. a good gauge at that point yeah and it's and usually the owner brings another partner or sells the yeah. practice to another one and it just keeps rolling and rolling. they sell it to a dso at that point right and boom the strip mall owner is still thriving right thriving. if you got a dental office and your strip like that's why like some of these strip malls they got multiple dental offices it's because those yeah. ones they're the really smart strip strip mall owners if they got two or three in a plaza, like that's a smart one. That guy's making bank because oh, yeah. everyone's going to be every, every business in that location is going to be making money too. Right. Right. I, I worked just, for an oral, what was that? No, I'm listening. I was going to say, I, I worked for an oral surgeon um, in my gap year in between college and dental school. And this guy actually just, just last year, about a year ago now, he, it was like a strip mall kind of thing, but it was all dentist office, spas, chiropractor, orthodontist, general dentistry, pediatric dentist, physical therapy. And it was in like a, a square shape. The driveway and the parking lot was around the yeah. sides in the back. And it's just this like you. Medical faces a main, It's like a plaza, right? And it faces a, a main road, like a highway. And he uh, he split it with his partner because they were the first ones kind of in there. And over over time, he said he just finally bought out his partner for the entire property. And then three years ago, they sold out their oral surgery practice to a DSO. So we had a big payout for his dental practice, but he still owns the land underneath the whole property. And now I'm just thinking like that makes a lot of sense. He's got the dentist in there, the ortho, the peds dentist. Yeah. He's the oral surgeon in the place. Then he's got chiropractors, PT like very solid and legitimate businesses, just like you're saying. Um, he did say and that it makes him $250,000 a year. Just that's it. Yeah. That's. And and that's after he sold the, the OS practice, right? Yeah. The 250. Yeah. Like it's, it's, the real estate, it's yeah. truly passive at that point. And um, the thing is like these offices, because they're all private practices, right? Mm -hmm. These offices, they all have incentives to be in a location like that if there's a lot of if there's like high traffic right right uh, because of the fact that you're all referring to each other as well yeah and the property stays well put because it's 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 businesses you know you can't have yeah. a down business you're not gonna get customers clients patients it's um it's a it's a 
it's a very lucrative business. It's something I want to get into eventually for passive income for, for yeah. cash flow. But I'm extremely interested at the time being, just like you're looking into um, Wi-Fi money. What is I keep forgetting? What is Wi-Fi money stamp? Like it's just on the Wi-Fi, just generating flow. Like what? It's um whatever system you set up that is paying you money through some online system, mm. right? Like YouTube, Instagram subscriptions, um, freaking courses like I'm trying to push, right? Things like that. Uh, that's Wi-Fi money. Like where you don't even have to leave your house and you're, and you're essentially making money and not like an engineer who's coding at home. That's not freaking Wi-Fi money. Like it's your own thing and you're, you're generating income off that. Right. Without having to put significant amount of time into it. It's well, initially you do, but then eventually you get it to the point where you are just kind of upkeeping it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always, you got to get something, you know, you got to get the airplane in the air first before it's on autopilot. Exactly. That's true. That's a great way of saying things. That is a fucking excellent way of saying things. (laughs) That's how, that's how Sean, I gotta, we gotta get Sean on here. We gotta have a little powwow. We gotta do it. Actually, it's his birthday today. And I think about it, I'm going to give him a, Oh man, you gotta, you gotta hit him up. Well, I did. I did. I wish him early in the morning, but I I want to see how his day was, how it went. Um, we got, it looks like we got two minute, two minutes and 20 seconds left. One more, one more thing. Let's see. Let's see. What should we, what should we talk about on the, on the next, why don't we get another, another speaker on here? Why don't yeah, we let's get someone else? Do you, do you want to get Sean? And then, uh, we go from there and we can kind of, we can kind of just reach out to people that we know and, and see what we want to do. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, would you, hmm. Would you want to take a kind of like a, just like, just talk, or do you want to kind of, have, we should probably do topic-based, but then overall podcast-wise, should it be topic-based? Should it be dentistry, business? Should it be, we can always just do it and see where it goes. Yeah, I think just kind of pick a couple topics, and then we don't even have to hit on all of them. Just kind of see where the conversation flows based off of uh, the initial topics that we that we hit on. And if- I like that combo's getting dull or whatever then boom we go to the to a real topic yeah oh yeah wait that's a great idea we could just write it down on the side boom 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 once yeah and move on let's do that let's get sean on here um, hey dude you're um i saw you were posting the dental shadowers that's what i want to talk about dental shadowers yeah wait, when oh. when was that yesterday it was last night yesterday okay how'd that go i did that a couple of years ago how'd it go for you like they were just starting off when i did it they're they're cute. They're cute. They're at like nine thousand something followers now. They're really they're nice. huge. They're a good group. They're good. They're 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 really good. I want to like get more like a bigger group and kind of go into topics like that. It was good. It was um. There was one thing. Ah, I'm I'm forgetting now. I forget. Oh, the thing is the thing is with these meetings is like we plan this. Like we plan. Remember last week I had to cancel. We pushed it back to this week. Yeah. We're planning weeks, days in advance. I don't know when I'm getting out. Literally until it was like six forty-five tonight. Yeah. We planned for eight p.m. EST. I had to get. I had to get a workout in for sanity. But you get it. Yeah. It's tough, but we we just got to go for it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. And I know it's about to it's about to clip out any second now. But um, we'll talk soon. We'll talk. I'll, I'll text you. I'll DM you. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Take it easy. All right,